Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Dieter Mellhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope everybody is having a good day. Whatever day it is that you happen to be listening to the show, I appreciate you uh, stopping by, uh, having fun with this podcast, trying to put some out. Uh, about once a week. I'd love to do it twice a week, uh, and that may happen once we get back into fishing mode, but uh, for now, I'm doing it once a week maybe some bonus ones thrown in there so uh hopefully wherever you're subscribing and listening will notify you when new ones are up uh, i don't know how you found the podcast it's available on all the different formats out there or all the different uh websites hosting platforms um but if you ever forget where it's at and where you found it uh just go to my website dietermelhornfishing.com and right there on the opening page uh, is a link to the podcast. There's a link to my YouTube videos. There's a link to all the fishing gear that I use, uh, a little uh, Amazon affiliate section there. So everything is there on my website, DieterMellhornFishing.com. I uh, can get you back directed to where you need to go. So uh, I'm not sure what episode uh, we're up to right now. It's uh, somewhere in the close to 30. I've kind of... I was keeping track for a while and then kind of uh, got kind of out of sync with what was going on, uh, where I was at number-wise. But uh, it's been fun so far. Uh, I appreciate your feedback. Uh, if you have any comments, anything like that, I know sometimes it's, there's not really a good way to comment uh, on any of the platforms. So the best thing to do is probably go to my website, DieterMellhornFishing.com, and I've got a uh, contact section there. Uh, a bunch of you have sent me emails, and uh, that's awesome. I love getting the feedback info. It's great uh, just to give me ideas for new stuff So uh, and new stuff to work on. So uh, I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's. The best way that I know of to get in touch, I figure at some point we'll probably have some kind of nice little way to add comments or something, but you can't do it right now. So uh, anyway, is what it is. Uh, just so you know, I'm not on the water fishing too much right now. Uh, it's deer season for me, and uh, this is uh, I was a big deer hunter before I was a big fisherman, and. Uh, it's a passion that continues, and I'm kind of into deer hunting mode. Probably will be that way for another month or so. Still got my videos going out on YouTube. Uh, you can tune into it. I've got a bunch of them kind of uh, uh, on the shelf, ready to go. They'll still be going up once a week. Uh, at some point, uh, I kind of backed it down to once a week during this time frame, uh, but I'll probably ramp it back up here uh, as I get back on the water and do some fishing. So, uh, what I was going to talk about today was something a little bit timely. Uh, it's a, uh, and this, I'm actually taping this podcast during deer season, coming out of the woods to tape it. Uh, it's about a crappie tournament, crappie for you guys in the Carolinas, um, that took place. And an angler was caught red-handed cheating. It was the uh, Crappy USA $125,000 Classic on Old Hickory Lake in Tennessee, uh, it was October 25th through the 26th, and uh, one of the biggest crappie tournaments in the country. And uh, a lot of really, really anybody who's anybody in the crappie fishing world was there fishing. And uh, 
I know I don't really do too much on tournament fishing or anything like that. This isn't really like a tournament show or anything. Uh, but uh, it kind of, it has some interest into a lot of different aspects of tournament fishing, especially in the catfish world. Uh, even somewhat maybe into some other tournaments that allow trailering. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but I'll tell you what happened, uh, kind of what we know. Uh, this has all been kind of not really hush-hush, but there hadn't been a whole lot of information released about it. So people have kind of uh, plucked and picked a lot of this stuff out. Um, I got some information uh, from the website wired2fish.com, which is a really cool website. Uh, has a lot of good fishing industry, fishing world uh, info on it. Uh, a lot of new stuff, uh, a lot of stuff on new products, so go check them out. But they're usually pretty good on getting stuff out uh, as far as what's going on. And they've got some pretty good information on it. I did some digging with some friends kind of in that world and uh, kind of pieced some stuff together. Uh, but here's what happened. Uh, in this tournament, uh, it is actually on, uh, it was being fished on Old Hickory Lake in Tennessee and the way a tournament like this will work similar to tournaments in the catfish world or a lot of them anyway they will allow you to what they call trailer uh, trailer to different boat ramps trailer to different locations to put in and what you would do is come back to whatever ramp the weigh-in is at to weigh your fish uh, typically the reason this is done is to uh, well, on big lakes, uh, you don't have to, like, make a long, long run. Uh, I think the original intention was to help out anglers so that, uh, you know, you're not having to have a 300-horsepower motor and run 70 miles an hour so you can cover some of these lakes that are very large. And I think that was the original intent in, in doing this. The other thing is, in some of these bigger tournaments, uh, it helps the organizers a little bit with the launch. Uh, the launch can be kind of, uh, it can be a lot to manage, uh, especially if you get over, you know, 75, 80, 100, 200 boats in some of these bigger tournaments that are showing up. Trying to get everybody into the water and launched and blasting off out of that same place is kind of a logistical nightmare. So a lot of these tournaments, they've uh, allowed trailering. And that's what happened here. They were allowed to trailer. Now, what this anger, what happened allegedly with this angler is he went to another lake and caught the fish that he weighed in in the tournament. So, to put that in simple terms, instead of fishing in the lake that the tournament was on, he took his boat to another lake and allegedly fished there and caught fish and then came back with those fish to the weigh-in. Um, what the, the, the problem there, obviously, is that different lakes fish differently. They may have bigger fish. They may have more fish, whatever the reason would be. So uh, that's where the bad is in that. When you have a tournament on a lake, you've got one specific body of water that you're going to have a tournament on, and that's where you're supposed to fish. And allegedly, he didn't do that. Uh, the other thing is, this was, uh, as with a lot of tournaments, uh, this guy was really good, by the way. Uh, he's a really, really 
good fisherman. Uh, and well, I say he's good. He has won a lot of tournaments. Uh, and you know, as with anybody who wins a lot of tournaments, uh, there's always going to be the talk of, oh, he cheated or he was a cheater or, uh, you know, there's a lot of down talking people. It happens in any tournament series. Uh, but apparently stuff went on with this guy for a while. His name's Paul Turner from Covington, Tennessee, uh, has won many, many of these crappie tournaments, uh, has won major tournaments, points championships, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, uh, but there was a lot of talk and apparently the talk got kind of serious. He, uh, one of his sponsors was B&M Poles. They make, uh, they make fishing rods and um, they were, uh, they're very big in the crappie industry, probably the biggest uh, fishing rod maker in the crappie industry. Uh, they are also branched out to the catfish world, making some excellent catfish uh, rods in that world. Uh, but anyway, B&M was a sponsor of his. And what happened was, uh, a few weeks ago, they severed their relationship with him. And this was before this happened. And uh, they put a message out on Facebook. I'll read it to you. Uh, it says to all our Facebook friends, as many of you already know, there was a situation during the recent Crappie USA tournament on Old Hickory Lake that was held October 25th to t- through 26th. This is from B&M Polls. Uh, this is what they put out. Based on the images that are being disseminated across multiple social media platforms, we feel the need to inform our friends and supporters that Paul Turner was not a part of being of the B&M family when the incident occurred this past weekend. They are speaking about the tournament this week, past weekend when he was disqualified. They go on to say our relationship with Mr. Turner was dissolved on August 19th after the conclusion of another tournament during which we believe something suspicious occurred. So, uh, obviously there was something significant there was something brewing uh there was something going on uh pretty major uh for a company like bnm polls to sever their relationship with them they're an outstanding company and uh well run uh by great people and uh there was definitely some really firm suspicion of something ethically wrong going on in what he was doing so um Anyway, what happened in this tournament this weekend, um, he went out, he fished, and apparently where he was, they had someone follow him, and they had someone follow him with a video camera, and they followed him and got video of him fishing on this other lake, and when it came time for the weigh-in, and people were coming to the stage, and all of this was being streamed live on Facebook, um, the, uh, tournament director who was running the weigh-in, uh, Daryl Van Vector, who also runs a bunch of, uh, runs the Cabela's King Cat Catfish Tournament Series, uh, very good tournament series. I just did a podcast with Jeremy Coe from, uh, that tournament series, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he pulled him aside and, uh, you can find the video of, uh, of what was going on. You could make out part of the conversation. Uh, Basically, before he weighed his fish, he said something 
to the effect, and I'm kind of paraphrasing what what was actually said because you cannot hear any everything. But he basically says, we know what's going on. We know what you did. We've got video proof. It's your decision whether you weigh the fish or not. But if you do, we have sheriff's, de- sheriff's deputies waiting uh, backstage. And the point of that being is that um, weighing in fish in a tournament and cheating is a little bit more than just being naughty and pulling one over on your buddies. It's actually a crime in most states. Anytime you receive anything or obtain anything of any monetary value uh, under false pretenses, which cheating would warrant, uh, it's a crime. And in this case, uh, based on the amount of money that he was going to win and the state that they were fishing in, it was a felony. So they were gracious enough to at least give him the option of taking your fish and leaving. And he did that. There was not much discussion, not much said. He got his fish. He left the stage. They went on with the weigh-in. The tournament director, Daryl Van Vector, came back at the end of the tournament uh, as they were handing out prizes. I gave a brief explanation of what happened and uh, went on to say that he was banned for life from that tournament series. Uh, And knowing most of the tournament series out there, you can bet that he'll probably never fish another tournament anywhere. Uh, That's pretty much the way it works in the tournament world. When you get to the point that you're caught cheating uh, and you become banned from that tournament, you pretty much, your tournament fishing career is over. Um, It's just kind of the, uh, it's just part of the network. And I'm sure that you won't be seeing Paul Turner fishing any tournaments anywhere, uh, anywhere in the country. It's a, um, it's a big deal. It's one thing, when you go out and you do something, uh, let's say one of your lights burns out. A lot of the tournaments have, you know, a stipulation in the rules. You must obey all state and federal laws. It's one thing if you go out and let's say one of your running lights burns out while you're coming back. Okay, well, you know, that's bad news. It happens. You know, stuff like that happens. A mechanical failure Technically, you could be written a ticket at that point. Technically, you would be violating a state or a local law. But it doesn't give you a competitive advantage. Uh, let's say you did something. Uh, ah, what's another good one? Uh, let's say your registration was expired uh, and you know, just overlooked it. Well, while that is a violation of state law, it doesn't really give you a competitive advantage. And... It's not something that you would do on purpose to try to win a tournament is what I'm getting at. When you go to fish another lake and bring fish from another lake that may have bigger fish, uh, when you blast through a no-wake zone, uh, you know, that gives you a competitive advantage. Uh, You can get to a place quicker than somebody else by doing something like that. Uh, Those kind of things are grounds for disqualification. Uh, You know, Maybe blasting through a wake zone isn't going to get you banned for life, but when you knowingly and purposely go to a different lake to try to catch fish, that's bad. That's really bad. That would be like uh, catching fish the day before, having them stored in a live well somewhere, and you go get them. That's on the level of deceitful, unethical, uh, 
you know, just wrong on many, many levels. And a ban for life is the only way to handle that because you'll never be trusted again. And there was, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about this on, you know, social media. Uh, some people were almost hesitant to mention the name. I'm not, uh, because I think people like this need to be outed. Their name needs to be said, and people need to know who the heck they are because we don't need people like this fishing in our tournaments. Uh, we don't need them a part of the sport. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, and when they get caught, they need to be outed. Uh, so it's part of the reason I'm doing this podcast. The other reason is it's a, uh, you know, how do you fix this? Well, honestly, people are always going to figure out a way to cheat. Uh, anytime there's a competition and there's money involved, somebody's going to find a way or try to cheat. Uh, sadly, it's just, the way it is, it you know, they're going to try to find some kind of advantage. You hope it doesn't happen. You hope the lie detector, you know, threat of a lie detector takes care of that. I think most people, 99% of the anglers out there are ethical, honest, and won't do it. But there are some that may try it. Now, how do you solve it in this situation? Well, one of the things that a bunch of us have said for years is that trailering is a bad idea. It's a recipe for disaster. It's primed for cheating it, it's a prime situation that gives somebody more than ample opportunity to cheat uh, on many levels it gives you the ability that you don't have to be somewhere at a certain place in a certain time you're not leaving from that point you're eliminating a live well check at blast off nobody's able to look in your live well to see if you have fish and you know you decide you're going to go down the road you got a buddy it's got some fish or you caught some fish you know, bring them out to find a gas station, put them in the boat, put them in the live well, get them on the way back. It's prime for cheating is the is the bottom line. And it's something that while we understand and appreciate uh, trying to perhaps level the playing field by making covering big bodies of water easier uh, and make it maybe more affordable and cheaper and not drive up the cost of competition by having to have a big motor to compete, to go fast. Uh, in the end, we want it to be fair. And, uh, you know, if, if traveling great distances is a problem on some of these bigger lakes, then there's ways to fix that. You can put in boundaries. You can limit the anchors to certain parts of the lake to fish. Uh, there was, there's ways to do that. And, um, I think trailering is a bad idea. I think trailering is a bad idea in the catfish world, uh, because depending on where you're at and how far you're traveling, uh, that can, you know, inhibit keeping fish alive. Uh, it's a lot harder to keep fish alive without fresh water. Uh, there's obviously good ways to do it with oxygen systems and aeration systems, venturies, that kind of thing. But, uh, traveling, you know, obviously fresh water is the best. And, uh, Having, you know, trailering in tournaments where you may be driving 20, 30, 45 minutes an hour uh, and then getting to a weigh-in and sitting there for another hour or two, uh, it's just more stress on the fish. It's not good for the fish. And uh, a lot of us think trailering needs to be eliminated. And uh, would it have changed this? Uh, who knows? You know, if he wanted to cheat bad enough, he would have had somebody bring in some fish out there. You're, you're going to have that. But this is just one thing. uh and make it a lot harder to get you know to cheat and you know so it is what it is it's sad uh but the biggest thing is uh it's a good thing he was caught and 
to whoever. I've heard some rumors that it was actually uh, wildlife officials that were out on the water taping him. Uh, and apparently they had some pretty dang good evidence that this was going on uh, to tie up the manpower and the people to make this happen. Uh, kudos to them for, you know, making the effort to do that to keep our sport, uh, you know, our fishing sports, tournament fishing above board as much as possible. Um, it's tough. There's no, uh, you know, there's no perfect answer. Like I said, people are always going to try to cheat. There's always going to be somebody that's going to pop up, pop in, that's going to do something, uh, you know, illegal, uh, shady, uh, just some way to beat, you know, get a few more ounces. We see it in bass fishing, sadly, once a year at least, somebody stuffing weights, uh, you know, into the stomach of a bass to get a few more ounces. Uh, and it's bad. It's part of you you know human nature i guess with just some people they're going to do stuff like that but you know i think tra eliminating trailering will help to uh, uh help to 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 eliminate the options for cheating out there so there you have it hopefully that uh kind of gives you the details of the story as we know it uh i'd like to hope this is the last time we have one of these but who knows it could happen again uh, glad this one was taken care of in a very professional manner by everybody involved. So uh, my plan is to uh, get back out in the deer woods uh, for a few more weeks. I'm going to be uh, doing more hunting in South Carolina where I regularly hunt at. Uh, I'll also be going out to Kentucky uh, for opening weekend there to do some hunting. Uh, then after that, it's a little bit of work. We'll be going down for, uh, to do uh, some stuff in Florida. Then it's back for a little fishing family thanksgiving fun down at the coast so it's kind of hectic kind of all over the place uh for the next few weeks really through the end of november but after that uh there'll be a little bit of time in the woods deer hunt especially if my son hasn't filled all his tags by then because he's gonna have to put some meat in the freezer he's the killer now in the family but uh after that it's gonna be fishing time coming into late fall december is the uh prime time to be on the water to catch big catfish uh it's also a prime time to be on the water for stripers and schooling stripers uh here in the southeast so hopefully gonna get out there and be busting the water trying to catch some fish and uh, get some more videos out for you guys and some more podcasts and some more information some live streams all that good stuff Make sure you check out the website, DieterMelhornFishing.com. It's got links to all this stuff on there. And uh, best place to reach out to me and uh, get the uh, any questions, comments, that kind of stuff back to me. So that's it for now. We'll catch you on the water.